seen you look so good You never act the way you should But I like it And I know you like it too The way that I want you I learned a lot of lessons from this song I gotta have you A lot of people learned a lot of things from 80s music. No, this was actually a very smart song. I mean, if you listen to the words, God, if we had somebody to speak the lyrics, yeah. At the drive-in in the old man's car, huh? I'm just saying, kind of might be on to something. Oh, I've got to touch you. At the drive-in in the old man's car. Oh, that's right. Behind the bushes. Get ready for it. Lock the cellar door and baby. Talk dirty to me. Okay. Yes. You know what, though, anymore you'd have to have consent, and uh, <laughs> it'd be hard to talk a chick into going down into the basement and lock the cellar door. Yeah, that, that's, that sounds a little creepy. <laughs> you want to go? Hey, we got my old man's Ford. We'll go to the drive-in, make out behind the bushes, and then uh, we'll lock you in the cellar. First off, anymore, the drive-in was pro- it's probably an old run-down drive-in. <laughs> People yeah. get axe murdered. Oh, yeah, there's no... There- I don't think in the Poison song there was really a movie going on. It's just at the drive-in. <laughs> Welcome back to Rump Chat, where we just chat among friends and enjoy the day. Yeah. And uh, we have people stop by. We call people. We've been calling people because we are getting caught up um, on some Rump Chats. Yeah, we're, sorry. We're we, getting uh, ready for the Vegas NFR season. So let's take care of some business. Yeah. So profantasyrodeo.com, Hambone. Rump Chat League, everybody. It's going to be the best, biggest league because we are recording every day live, Rump and I, in at the uh, with Logan Coach Studios at the uh, BFO Championship, yeah. Las Vegas Championship, right there at the Tropicana outside the tent. And uh, you can come out, watch, listen to our dumb asses. And, yeah. Uh, uh, don't throw anything at us, but you can buy us a beer. Um, you know, yeah, we may we may even pull people out of the crowd to come talk. Yeah, I know a lot we of people don't know, like because this is rump chat, and we can do whatever we want. That's what makes us cool. Yeah, and uh, Pro Fantasy Rodeo, the books are open. Yeah, so go on the profantasy.com, pick your team. Um, the number one team of all Pro Fantasy Rodeo receives a brand new four door dually Ram pickup, and second place is ten thousand dollars. But it pays $2,000 a night in rounds, so if you do good, you could win a lot of money. They've paid out over $2 million in yep. Pro Fantasy Rodeo. And that's the uh, that's the main league. And so, But if you but get in have, one, you're in all. Yeah. Like, well, no, you get pick one league, but you're in the overall league. Yes, that's well. what I mean. Yeah. You have to pick a league and pick Rump Chat League. Rump Chat League. Because you can also win a 2020 NFR package, which consists of two round-trip airfare mm-hmm. inside the continental U.S. and Canada, and uh, two Vegas, uh, a hotel suite at the Tropicana, Las Vegas, for two nights. Sweet. Yes. Two gold buckle tickets to a performance of the NFR. Two gold buckle tickets. Yep. Uh, two VIP tickets for two perfs of the BFO championships in Las Vegas. $250 Cavender's gift card. Um and then this year for signing up, we are going to be doing some drawings. So we're going to take all the people who draw, and then we are going to give away um, 
we're going to have a VIP table with a $100 bar. If you're going to Vegas, you yep. can choose. You can have this. Uh, VIP table at Rump's Rodeo Party at the Orleans. Um, and also, we'll be giving away a Boyd Gaming 2019 NFR vest. Yeah. Which are very, very cool. They're, it's the they're like retail, like 300. Yeah. So these things are the tits. You don't even have to wear a shirt underneath. No, you really it. don't. In no. fact, I'm going to go put on mine here Speaking in, of it, in a second. Tits. So. so, yeah, Pro Finance Rodeo. Check it out. So, but uh, right now we got to, we, we're going to give a call to a cat that uh, knows a lot who of calling? history about you. Um, so, how I'm, come you guys never tell me who you're about to call? Because it makes it more fun for us to kind of torture you. All and right. you can't prepare any defense. Well, I, I have nothing to hide. I'm so here we go. Whoever you call, I will be fine with. <laughs> Please let it be my mom. Please let it be my mom. No, it's not your mom. <laughs> the, the intensity is getting me. You know when you're little and you're sitting outside the... Oh, if he doesn't answer. Oh. You're sitting outside... just talked to him. When you're sitting outside the principal's office. Oh. Uh, Tuck. Hello. Oh, dang it. <laughs> What's, What's up, up, bud? Are you there? All right. Hey, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. On the phone is like the 62-time bullfighter of the year. Uh, been to the NFR more times than I think anybody. Is that right? Or has he got a couple more to beat Joe? I don't know. I don't know. It's Dusty Tuckness, everybody. Dusty Tuckness, everybody. And Logan <laughs> calling into the Logan What's Coach up, Studios. Tuckness, um, what are you doing, old bud? Tuck. Man, we're just sitting down having a nice hearty breakfast and a cup of coffee. Who's we? You got a lady with you? Tuck? Is there a bad delay? Me myself. Is there a delay on this or something, Tuck? Are you hearing us nice and cool? We good? Yeah, I'm hearing you, fellas. You hearing me? Yeah, we got you. You just, you know... We need you to pay attention here. You know, put down the egg whites and <laughs> drop, spinach. Drop the Frida. barbell for two minutes, yeah, Tuck. Can you not? Can you stop working out for five seconds? <laughs> I think we need to let's cut yeah, back. Hey, let's let's call regular. Let's start. We're gonna call regular because there's a bad delay, Tuck. Stand by. <laughs> that was the worst delay. Maybe we don't do FaceTime audio. No, here. We're gonna go regular. Yeah, I think this will work a lot better. Hello. There you go. Now that's better. Hey, Tuck. Hey, bud. Um, for for most people that don't know Dusty Tuck, this, a lot of people don't know Tuck because you just see him fight bulls. Like, you don't get to hang out. I've got to hang out with Tuck since 2005. Yeah. and A lot of history. Yeah, we've we've been good friends. We've also, he's, I've never been upset with Tuck. Tuck has been so mad at me several times, but as a friend, yeah. I, I feel like I've been such a good friend to Tuck. That's why I've never been mad at him. Would that be fair to say, Tuck? Uh, I don't know. You've got me in some pretty awkward situations. <laughs> I mean, not really. Well, let's talk about it. All right. Tuck, on the well, spot, tell me one time I've got you in a bad situation. Uh, Well... Maybe one of the multiple times that we had malfunctions trucking. 
That was never always that fun. Okay. That's one. <laughs> uh, the time at the college party when some little punk tried wanting to fight me. And then oh, tell that, tell that story. I saved your life. I was like a bullfighter, but for you. <laughs> I don't know if you consider it saving my life. It was this little scraggly old punk kid that thought he was going to beat me up, and I was laughing hysterically, and then Rump saw what was going down, and he kindly gave the guy a chance to walk away in three seconds, or he was going to knock him out with his forehead. Yeah, I could see that. I told the guy, I said, I'm going to count to three, because, you know, this is back before Tuck was ripped. He was still pretty scrawny, and he was like a like a half bald, like a dog without a. No, he's, he had a lot of hair back then. He was like <laughs> yeah, one of those. Yeah, he a lot of hair. He was like one of those dogs that uh, that lives on the street and it's kind of thin and kind of a cute dog, but you can tell it kind of needs taken care of. So when that guy wanted to fight him, I stepped <laughs> up and I said, "Sir, if you don't leave Tuckness alone, by the time I count to three, I will knock you out using only my forehead. <laughs> and he goes, you ain't going to do nothing. I told Tuck, get back. So he went and sat on the corner. And I, oh. said, <laughs> I said, listen to this. I said, one. He goes, you ain't going to do it. I said, two. And at two, I took my hat off to expose my large forehead. And it is large. And after two, he left. He wisened up. And I went over and I hugged Tuckness and, and, um, I carried him home because he was. Nah, I didn't and, carry him. And he home. purred in your arm. <laughs> I didn't carry Tuck home that night. You want to hear? You want to hear a perfect example of Big Bear? Yes, please keep it coming. Okay. So I've known him since 2005. Uh, we've had a lot of ups, a lot of downs, a lot of good times. But I'm hand phone. Believe it or not, which I'm pretty sure you can. Rump made me buy the case of beer. Oh, no way. So Rump made you yep. buy a case of beer. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So weird. Why is that weird? Because yeah. it happens. Yeah, but you know what? Like, when he first started fighting bulls, um, the the thing about Tuck, we had to tell him to ease off the gas in fighting bulls. Like, <laughs> with most bullfighters, when they first start, you're like, okay, go to them. You're going to be fine. Don't be scared. Go to him. With Tuck, we'd have to set Tuck down and be like, hey, man, <laughs> you don't need to get hooked every bull. Like He was <laughs> yeah, like, a, like a puppy on a – like a border collar puppy chasing a calf for the first time, you yeah. know? And so Tuck had money and because and, um, he's getting paid. And, and my money, I wasn't real financially sound at the time. <laughs> but Tuck also – he did buy me some beer once, but the story that he doesn't tell is – one time, I had no money because uh, I was working for Maury, and I was so hungry. I was a hungry, hungry bear. And so we went to Subway, and I was with Tuck. And I'm like, will you please buy me a sandwich? And he uh-huh. said, I'll buy you a sandwich, but you have to eat a dog treat. He had these dog treats. And, and I was like, <laughs> what? No, just buy me a sandwich. And he wouldn't do it. And I had to eat. Um dog treats before he would buy me a subway sandwich <laughs> the funny thing about that bone is i only told him to eat one and he ate two well <laughs> they t- tasted good too. Dummy now yeah they were pretty damn good they were <laughs> they, they were the wags or whatever they're called but, uh, so uh i want to talk about uh tuck with you um 
Now, you guys, when you say you've known each other since 2005, that was when he went to Cody, Wyoming to work the night, and you guys were both at the yeah. night rodeo back then. So I want to hear – I've heard some stories, but I want our listeners to, to hear some of the Cody Night Rodeo uh, shenanigans that you two uh, mm. went through, if you can tell. Well, to, to start it off, uh, the very first time that I can really remember having any – thing to do with rump outside of uh one day we was uh putting all the horn wraps on the steers was one uh, jim ivory used to have the night rodeo before mm-hmm. maurice uh we used to do what they call like the midnight rodeo the midnight steer riding well more is a new guy in and i don't know jordan holland who's oh, basically yeah. skinny birds in the rump rump and their whole posse and i was living in a a broke down trailer at the fairgrounds that didn't have any working uh, bathroom, AC, fridge, or nothing. I just had basically had a, a bed. And uh, they blow my door open at like 2, two o'clock in the morning, 2.30. And first thing that comes out of Rump's mouth is, what's, what's, what about this midnight steer ride we've been hearing about? And I was like, oh, crap. So I kind of figured that I was going to have to take into my own responsibility to keep everything safe and pinned up come morning so i loaded all the steers and they were getting on and jordan was on the first one and uh those steers you know how they are they buck across the pen and go to the outgate so i i open up the outgate and the strip and shoot all the way into their pen so they just go back to their pen when we kick the latch on the first one and jordan goes bouncing out through the dark and I go to start shutting the gate and, and uh, going to the next one. Next thing I hear is who left the outgate open. And I look and there goes Jordan down the outgate. <laughs> and when it's outgate, it wouldn't clear out like, like into the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. We, mm-hmm. we, um, actually let's, uh, let's not tell too many stories about the midnight rodeos. Cause we lost, <laughs> we lost a lot of livestock that year. Um, but yeah, I, you know, and and I remember now that he said that about the trailer, and that's what I don't think a lot of people when they first start in the rodeo business understand about Tuck. Like they see him now, like man, been to the NFR how many times since? Um, this would be what ten, eleven? Uh, this would be a number eleven. This number 11. eleven. Oh nice. well, that's anti-dramatic. Oh, only eleven? <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, but um. You know, you, you see a guy like Tuck now, and you're like, man, that guy's got it all. They don't realize about what it took to get there. When Tuckness was at the night rodeo, he worked during the day. Him and Shane Proctor worked for Blaine Rasmussen uh, yep. building log homes. Yeah, Like, what are those things where you guys have to take the sides off the tree? The sides off the tree? A tree trimmer? Yeah. And so, yeah. <laughs> they, I mean, well, I don't know what it's called. I'm not a... I'm not a scientist, but so they're not the, an arborist. I'm not an arb. That's what I meant. They would during the day would build log homes, and then at, at night come to the night rodeo, and and so Tuck would come and just get the shit hooked out of him. And Shane Proctor at the time he would enter every the bareback riding, bull riding, bronc riding, calf rope, and team rope. The only the only event he didn't enter was the steer wrestling, and uh, I don't blame him because. You owned it, didn't you? I was you? the champ. What? What? You know? <laughs> yeah, 150 pounds ago. Yeah. Oh. Um, anywho, that's not. Anyways. You're a bullfighter, not a clown. Stop the jokes. 
but they, you know, Tuck, that trailer that Tuck lived in, it was like a 1972 <laughs> single axle camper trailer. It was, it, but it wasn't bad. Yeah, but it didn't matter back then because we was rodeoing. Yeah, but you know what? Really, it wasn't that bad. Like you had it cleaned out, and the like it was the inside was it nice. It was a shell, but it it, it was all, it served its purpose because I'm guessing there was bathrooms and showers. Yeah, there that you used. Yeah, there's yeah. there's bathrooms and yeah. showers there, but like uh, you know, what about the working conditions there? Wasn't there a uh, a news footage uh, made? Wasn't there a video made of the working conditions at the Cody Night Road? I made a, I made a fake documentary yeah. of it. The old slave trade. We need to get that. Do you have that, Tuck? You sent me video of, I, of old school rump back then. I've got I've got one old school video we found the other day. Um, back in, it was 05 or 06. He had a bit of a run-in with a rattlesnake in, a, a in his Elvis suit. No, him. Some bucks. <laughs> I was, I was ready to kill that guy, but I didn't because I love him. But um, so the documentary, <laughs> yeah, I got I made a fake documentary about the conditions of working cowboys at the Cody Knight Rodeo <laughs> because they they uh, built a um, a bunkhouse for the riders, which the bunkhouse is uh, cinder block a cinder wall a cinder block room. With no like, windows with like 40 beds in it <laughs> like, like oh look so i mean it's but for the young guys it's a free play it's great but it just doesn't it, it looks but tuck, it's, tuck, help me out here it, no it it's uh honestly you know coming from where i come from my first year there it's pretty handy especially with the uh, people who've been around the night rodeo and and know how strong that wind can blow i'd much rather be in a brook a brick building than in that little old bumper pull camp that I had, but yeah, but it is. I mean, it's it's nice, but it is totally like it's raw it's gangster. It's like cowboyhood gangster. So Rump makes this video like, "Welcome to like NBC Nightly News. This is Justin Rumford here from Cody Night Rodeo, covering." Uh, <laughs> do you somebody, do you remember some oh, of yeah. the words? You, I was like. Everybody likes a rodeo. It's fun, the pageantry, the Old West. But here's a question that people fail to ask. What happens to the Cowboys after the rodeo? Well, I went <laughs> to the Cody Night Rodeo and did a little digging, and here's what I found. And then I played like that, so I was like, ah. And then we go into that. Like the ones off the, if like, you donate a nickel a yeah. day, and it's like it's kids got like in yeah. Africa drinking the sewage water. Or like the puppy, the... With the Sarah McLaughlin. The of the so, like, I had all the cowboys. I told them what we were doing. So, when we opened the door, uh, they were all chained and tied to the bunk beds <laughs> in the bunkhouse. And, like, I pet one and uh, I had a cracker and I fed Cooper DeWitt. <laughs> like, he's like, no, no, you know. And I'm like, for a dollar a day, you can help. And I, I had this whole. It you was, can adopt a rodeo and, child, and then and then uh, Maury, of course, Maury Tate has no idea. No, you're like Maury. Do you would you like to comment on the conditions? And he's looking at you. You know, he's across the arena, like, what? What are you talking about? Would you like? Would you like to comment yeah, on the conditions awesome. of the Cowboys? I, I got to dig that out to <laughs> yeah. put on Instagram. Yeah, that's freaking great. He goes, Maury. What about the children? Maury looks back. He goes, What about them? <laughs> See, there it is. And then he's like, There it is, folks. Exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> my favorite line is uh, when we was videoing Mark Mark Potter, and those of you who don't know oh, Mark, Mark Potter, he's a he's old a... bucking horse hand and just cowboy. Cowboy as cowboy can be. If Not exciting. Marlboro commercial. I mean, he'd be there, and he's walking these convent cattle up the lane there, and he's got these old straggly old dogs, and I mean, it's ninety degrees out, and he's got his neck scarf on and. Rump looks at him and he goes, and there's Mark Cotter, Maury's best hand. He's got him on a steady diet of cheese and manatee. <laughs> yeah, he, Mark is a skinny bastard. <laughs> I, but you know, I, you know, why I took that video down. I put that video up, and it was a funny video. It's hilarious. But I got these crazy messages about people saying you shouldn't make fun of human trafficking. Like I'm. Oh Jesus! Like I didn't. It was. It was fun, so we we took it down. And but you know what? It's been a couple of years. We might have to bust that. Ferg's in it. Ferg and Tucker both yeah. in it. Really? We, yeah. yeah. Old, I old I wouldn't Ferg. worry about that. Screw that. That's bullshit. Yeah. Um, Tuck was also there. We used to take a a bull. We had a bull named Hollywood. Oh, Hollywood. So we we me and Tuck would have to put our rodeo clown and bullfighter outfits on, and we would take a live bull and stand on the corner of the Irma Hotel for two hours a day during the summer and uh, talk to people. And so I would slip into the Irma and have some drinks. Oh, yeah. And uh, the one time Tuck was there when I he didn't really help me out on this, I got in trouble because I just rode the bull back to the arena. I mean, had a couple drinks in the Irma, and I jumped on that bull and rode him to the stoplight and right through town. And... Um, I thought it was good advertisement, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, great. I about got ran into. <laughs> I ran a light <laughs> on a bull and <laughs> about got hit by a Ford Taurus. And uh, some people called and complained, and and uh, I got uh, let go from taking the bull downtown. So it's probably a blessing. Yeah. And one time I tried to fight a gunfighter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one of the uh, actors? Oh, yeah. They Every day at Cody, they have the... Uh, the gunfights and so before the gunfight starts they introduce the rodeo clown and we have to hey everybody if you're looking for some real wild west rodeo action don't forget the cody night rodeo every night june 1st through august 31st at stampede park wild horses wild cowgirls and a certain amount of danger come out and see us cody night rodeo that's what that's nice yeah did you guys ever drive around did you ever have a car with a bullhorn oh yeah we had the sound car oh yeah I had the sound car back up to a quick story on Hollywood. Like that bull there, like I dearly miss that bull. That was one bull that he was the like best. Bull. Said we could literally ride down the turning lane downtown, packed town traffic, horns honking people. He was so cool. That's cool. But we used to have and and listeners, I'm sure that they've heard some stories about our old buddy Rock Chardine. Yeah. Uh, one day, found him. Me, Rock, Jordan, and Rump. We all dressed up and we took Hollywood uptown to the Irma, and uh, we're hanging around there. The Irma and Rock's on top of Hollywood, and well, this old drunk lady, she comes stumbling out of the Irma, and she's like, <laughs> she's got a hold of Hollywood's head, like kissing on him, and everybody's me and Jordan and Rump, are like, what the crap? And she's like, hey, hey, boy, can I can I get on your bull? And Rock, he's on top. He says. No, man, I'm afraid you cannot. And she goes, I'll show you my boobs. And he goes, <laughs> okay, let me get off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why Rock got fired from bull duty, because Maury calls us into the tack room one day, and he's like, hey, uh, 
you guys haven't been letting chicks show their boobs to get on the bull, have you? I'm like, I ain't. I mean, I was there, but I mean, it was. Of course, you didn't take any. You you pushed the blame onto. It was Rock. It was Rock. Uh, That one was all Rock. Rock was a, a Mormon kid that I found in the parking lot and kept. Really? Yeah. I just decided to keep him. And he hung out with me for like six or seven months. Uh, good friend. And uh, what's seriously? He was staying in his car in the parking lot. Like at oh. the night rodeo, hmm. you, you there's random people come through. Um, and this kid, he didn't have nowhere to stay. And he's sleeping in this car. I'm like, dude, I got a trailer house. I'm like, just come live with me. And, and uh, it turned oh, out. Oh, was that trailer number nine? Six. That trailer house was a dump. I can only imagine. But here's oh, yeah. the thing about Cody. Cody is beautiful. This as much of a piece of crap that trailer house was. It was on the Shoshone River, like right on the river's bend, and it was nice, absolutely nice. beautiful. And then the the tra- like when people would walk into my trailer house and Cody, they'd go to take their shoes off and be like uh uh. I'd leave your shoes on. Like, <laughs> it was, it was pretty. Oh, I wonder if that house. You know what? I'm working Cody this year. Uh, I'm gonna go see if that house is still there. I have to go. Uh, I doubt take it. Stroll down to the band. Yeah, I might have to take a little trip down old memory lane because I do have a lot of good good memories from the night rodeo. Uh, it was a magical time, you know, because like. For for me, a guy that wanted to be a part of rodeo on stock contract, you have a performance every day for ninety days in a row. Ninety. Yeah, that's and that's one thing I don't know if people don't understand about the night rodeo. It's not the weekend. It's not Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's every literally week. a nightly rodeo. It's Monday, Tuesday, mm-hmm. Wednesday. Um, but there is there's been some weird characters stop through the Cody Night Rodeo. They'd like, have to be to I mean to do that many perfs, you know you. Have to be well, and there's been tons and tons of bullfighters that have came through. Yeah, list uh, for the listeners some of the guys that have started. You've already like Shane Proctor. You've already started. Okay, there. so I mean, look what just, he's done. Just just in my day, Tuck obviously, me, you. Tuckness, uh, Shane, Jr. Verzane, um, Isaac Diaz was up there one summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heath Ford come up there for the summer. Blake Mindeman, oh, NFR steer wrestler Blake Mindeman, he oh, was Shane. up there for what two years yeah two years um who cannon else has been oh yeah cannon cannon Caleb yeah. AC, uh, uh, didn't, uh um Ryder roper kisner tate Rhodes, tate Rhodes, yeah, tate justin Rose. josie yeah josie josie i mean look that's that's pretty cool i mean but like besides like dan mortensen got a start there uh, I'm sure there's many more from generations before. Oh, tons. Yeah. Like there's been a lot of great people that have stopped through the night rodeo and, and been a part of it. Uh, Jim Houston. Did you know that? Jim yeah. Houston. He was a stock contractor. He, yeah. He ran it. Yeah. I, you know, I heard favorite rumor, bareback rider of all time. Deb Greeno. Yeah. Deb Greeno. I heard that. Bronger, didn't, uh, didn't, uh, uh, Jim Houston start mutton busting and it was at the Cody night rodeo. Isn't that where it started? I've heard, just of course this is rodeo rumor mill, but Beats that's me. what I that's what I heard. That's where mutton busting started. Oh no, but this is how old because he wasn't getting contestants, so he had to come up with another sheep event. riding. 
Beats, it could be. I don't know. I'll have to find out. I'm going to Google that. But Go- yeah, um, that's how old I feel. Where's the Google? <laughs> yeah. When in when I first went to the night rodeo, Parker Breading, NFR bull rider, was in the steer yeah. riding. They have steer riding every night. Yeah. Parker was in the uh, 12 and under steer riding. <laughs> and now, now he's like at the NFR like, uh, uh, hey, Parker, remember when you were little? You are, you are almost 40 mm, there. 36. Yeah, right. You're not 36. I'm, I've been 36 is what I'm saying. Anyway. <laughs> I don't believe in numbers. So um, I want to get – we need some more embarrassing. What's a good – I'll tell you one. Yeah, please. Because <laughs> yeah, this, this is – we're being too, uh, too hoity-toity. Too serious. I want to get some being... shit going on here. Uh, I mean, I want to I get it riled up. Our listeners are, I'm sure, joining. This is good stuff. But this is rump chat, guys. I'll tell Come you. On. I'll tell you a story when Tuck really. I want to get Tuck to me. say shit one time. <laughs> he, ain't gonna, he ain't gonna say it. Hey, this Tuck. is gonna have to be a two-hour episode. Then. Tuck, say shh. Shh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you put an A on it. Um, so Tuck, this he used to ride with me in the semi. Like we used to go trucking together. Oh, yeah. Yes. And yes. Um, oh, man. So in the, after the first year working for Maury, I was like, dude, we've got to get a semi. We have got to get a semi, and and finally we we got one, and it was a '93 red 377 Peterbilt. Now it looked good, didn't it, Tuck? Like physically, the truck looked good. Yeah, until we pulled it off the lot. <laughs> yeah, so we uh we get this this Peterbilt, and man, it was shiny and it was red and it looked nice, but it was turns out it was going to be one of the biggest pieces of junk. It had a nine speed 60 series Detroit, which is almost like a Prius engine, you know? So we get this truck. The first thing me and Tuck do, we get uh Mo better rodeo put on the side. We put a number on it. I put, I had rump shaker put on the door. Remember that Tuck? Oh yeah. <laughs> and then we got the, what, what else? We had the Harley Davidson, uh formats uh xm radio yeah the xm radio that that hooks into the cassette yeah that's old school i had the snap-on tools naked lady calendar um what other picture did you have hanging up in there um i can't let's see what it come out of a mobeta magazine uh there's no way to know it was huh i wonder who that was it was that was actually a picture of myself (laughs) <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. Oh, yeah. Huh. Anywho, um, we got this semi, and the trailer was a hollowed-out uh, hog trailer. It was a straight deck, and it was <laughs> like a 1979. So, But it, it also didn't look terrible. Like the, the truck and trailer looked pretty good together, I thought. Didn't you think? Uh, I mean, yeah, if you were buying at a Fisher Price store, it looked pretty nice. <laughs> well, I'm, what I'm saying, it wasn't like, it wasn't a bad, it wasn't a bad rig. I mean, so our first trip, we're going to go to Cody. Um, we get loaded and on our very first trip, we're going to stop through Great Bend, Kansas. My dad had <laughs> a high school rodeo, so we got a load of bulls. We got a full load of bulls and we're going to stop at the high school rodeo, and buck these bulls. And Tuck's going to fight bulls at this high school rodeo. And then we're going to go on to Cody. The check engine light came on 
within a quarter mile of the driveway. And from there on out, it just went downhill. Like we got, it kind of was like a, it was an omen of things that were about to happen. So we get to great bend to this, to this high school rodeo. And that was a little rough on me anyway, but um, the first day we go to buck these bulls, these new bulls that we got. And like I said, this is a high school rodeo that Tuck's fighting bulls at. Like nobody knew who he was. Like the fourth bull jumped over the fence. Jumped Crazy over. guys. Yeah. This this high school rodeo dad is standing behind the fence because oh, this yeah. bull's running like he's gonna jump. The bull he doesn't care. The bull jumps over, lands on him, and breaks this dude's arm oh. and then just takes off towards town. And this bull was cross-eyed. Did did you have that? Did he have that stupid big bear look? Like, oh. And everybody was. Oh yeah. Everybody's pretty <laughs> mad at me. And then, like, as soon as that bull landed, no joke, probably like sixty high school kids on horses with ropes just took off. I told Tuck, I said we should just leave that bull and load the rest and leave. And he's like, no, it's gonna be fine. So. At, this is a long story, but Trump chat. So after that, we uh, it was so hot. We got that bull caught and finished the rodeo. And we went to Applebee's. Oh, yeah. This is the best one. I was drinking lemonades, like tall pink lemonades. Oh, they were so good. And I just I drank a bunch of them. And I think Tuck said he'd buy my lunch if I drank two more. And With nothing in them? Just, just, just lemonades. lemonades. Okay. No, it was just lemonade. I was slamming them though. I already had like eight, and they were the tall ones. Yeah. So I did. I squeezed down two more of those lemonades, and we got in the truck. And I mean, I was in pain. I thought my appendix was gonna burst. <laughs> and everybody's making fun of me. And we get to the arena, and I get out of the truck. And JV, hold on, hold on. You're missing some of the story here. What? So fast forward or rewind for a second so we go to applebee's because it is hot i mean it's like 110 kansas heat summer run hashtag summer run and big bear of course he gets the triple dipper for appetizer he gets steak (laughs) potato and he starts slamming these lemonades and he because he's so thirsty which little does he know that lemonade has like three quarters of sugar and a scoop of water so he continues to drink all these lemonades and we're wrapping up and i think i did say i'd buy his lunch if he finished my lemonade and he's like no tuck i'm so full i was like ah rump i figured you'd let me down well it's pretty easy to get to rump when you tell him that he's gonna let you down and so he takes his bare paw and he grabs that lemonade and slams it we're driving back to the arena it's bronco ty me his huge cousin, JV. <laughs> JV's uh, balls. JV's balls yeah, is there. And we're driving back to the arena, and Rump, he's holding his big belly, and he's like, oh, man, if somebody hit me in my stomach right now, I'd probably crap my pants. We pull up to the arena, and he no more, no more or less steps out and does that old big old long arm stretch, and JV comes around the corner and goes, wham, and old big bear. <laughs> blew him right out just blew up jv punched me in the belly and i didn't have any time to flex to absorb the punch so he punched me right in the old lemonade holder to jude him <laughs> and i mean i just blew, i had a lemonade blowout horrible yeah and the worst part was it was clear across the parking lot from where my other clothes were so i had to walk backwards like a quarter mile so nobody could see 
the back of my pants to see they what still happened. saw <laughs> it was so bad the only pair of pants as hot as it was so i go to the to the semi the only pair of pants i had was a black pair of starch jeans i mean jet black and so i'm out there in my i had to wear start and it was like why are you wearing those black jeans i'm like I had an accident at the Applebee's, okay? <laughs> so so then we we get to Cody. This is like I said, it's a long story. We get to Cody and the semi's about to break down the whole time, but we get there and unload and and uh Samori says, Well, we need you to go back and get another load. So I told Tuck, I said, Well, let's go. Jump in with me. You know, we're gonna we're gonna head back. We're gonna go through Abbeville, uh for Abbeville Frontier Days Rodeo and, and so, ten erection. Yeah, we wanted to be back for they set up a big tent. They call it the huge erection and, and uh Tuckness has never experienced a huge erection before. So I just wanted to take him to Abbeville for the tent. Hey. But um and so we take off and like I just got my CDL like the week before we left and it took me like nineteen times. <laughs> like <laughs> as it did. As good as a truck driver I am, like the questions were not easy. Like anyhow but i we didn't know about log books or like uh like safety regulations or <laughs> you know i knew to pull on the brakes the slack adjusters and you know pre-trip but so we get stopped at and we're empty we get stopped at the the uh port of entry in uh greeley colorado or no, no fort, fort collins fort collins and um they decided to inspect the rig well on the sheet on the logbook it said driver and i'm like hey tuck fill this out and he's like, all right well driver <laughs> justin rumford co-driver and tuck's like i guess that'd be me i'm like yeah you're my co-pilot hey yeah write your name down so big he, mistake he writes his name down <laughs> the guy comes up to the window and he's not friendly i mean he gives dot people a bad name doesn't he tuck oh yeah he was he was horrible and so they start going so Maury's owned this truck nine days. We get three thousand two hundred and some dollars worth of fines. Oh, yowch! And they have to fix it, and then they shut us down for ten hours because of Tuck messed up the logbook. And well, to my defense, my only schooling on my logbook experience was I the first time I ever went to Oklahoma was with John Pinkerton in his semi. And I remember we pulled over in Colby, Kansas one morning and having us old biscuit and gravy there at the old local truck stop. And I didn't really ask him what he was doing. I just kind of had an idea what he was doing. And I kind of seen him filling out his logbook and making dashes and lines. And when Rump handed me the logbook, he's like, fill this out. So I'm like, heck, I know what we're doing. So I put down, <laughs> I put Rump down, and then it says co-driver. I thought it said co-pilot. Which Come in. I was. <laughs> yeah. And so I start filling it out. You know, we left Cody at such a time last night. And we're almost to Denver. And it's like 6.30. So I just rounded up a little bit and put Denver 7 o'clock. When we get pulled over into the, the DOT there in Fort Collins, and he starts evaluating this logbook and realizes that I don't have a CDL and I'm a dummy, and he says, uh, it also says in your logbook at seven o'clock, you're in Denver. And he goes, and I said, yeah. And he goes, it's seven o'clock and you're in Fort Collins. 
And I proceeded to tell him like, well, I was just rounding up to, you know, save some time. And, and I, you don't round I was, up. I was trying to help yeah, that. I'm that didn't the, go very good. I'm telling the DOT guy like, look, Tuck's a great guy. He wouldn't lie to you. And, and he's <laughs> like, well, actually he did because you guys aren't in Denver. I'm like, uh. <laughs> I even tried to, to kill him with funniness, you know. Logbook, we're not even hauling logs. Uh, uh. <laughs> so this DOT guy, he's mad. Yeah. By this time. And, and, um. He's like, you guys aren't leaving for 10 hours, and you have to get your truck fixed. So the, the fine was over $3,000, and then we had to call a roadside mechanic to come out and adjust the the front tire turner, I guess. So I'm, I'm pretty upset at this point. So I saw, and we were, we were empty. We didn't have any livestock. So I told Tuck, I'm like, this is crap. I'm going to call Jerome Robinson. And because if you have a – once it was fixed, the, the truck was fixed – if you have another CDL driver, they can drive it off the scales because they're not, you know, mm-hmm. they're not in trouble. And so we had a guy, Drome sent one of his guys, and so he come out and drove the semi to uh to that Johnson's corner. Johnson's corner with those big cinnamon rolls and whatever, but so we followed the guy off in the car and I'm like, "Oh, I've got him. Ha ha. We're gone." Well, then I realized if we go through Lyman, Colorado, and when they run the DOT number that says we were supposed to be shut down for 10 hours, and if they called me in, I'm like, we're going to get in trouble, like like big the, trouble. Like jail time. Yeah. So I told Tuck, I'm like, we're just going to have to wait. So we go to this truck stop, and we are going to have to sit there for eight hours. Ooh. Like, <laughs> Tuck, by this time, is mad. He he's not friendly. He doesn't want to talk to me, and then I made a bad decision. Tell tell, tell about the the guy I met at the truck stop and why you had oh, to buy man. me supper. <laughs> oh, Big Bear! You know he's always I don't know some of his theories what he's thinking, but anyways, he comes back. He had twenty dollars on his name, and back this time, the only thing he had that was making him survive was more his credit card and then his $20, <laughs> which he didn't have anymore. He'd come up and he's like, Tuck, man, look at this. I got this, this guy sold me this, uh, Chrome shine stuff. Oh man, it works oh. great. Look. And he, he showed me the part of the diesel tank that the guy put this secret scrub on. And he's like, man, look how shiny it is. And I was like, what's, what is it? And then he shows me it's in a Sprite bottle. I was like, Grump, you dummy. He said, he just hoaxed you. And he's like, no, he didn't. And so I spit on the other side and wiped it off, and it looked just as shiny. <laughs> Rump gave this guy a $20 bill for some water and soap in a Sprite bottle. And the best part of it, this guy had business cards. And not normal business cards that you would normally hand to a rodeo committee. These business cards were cut out of a Coors Light beer box <laughs> and wrote on with a pen. Well... But I mean, they they still did the work. I mean, uh, you know, it was, it, <laughs> that was a stupid idea. So Tuck's like, I can't believe you bought chrome shine aluminum polish from a a homeless guy. I'm like, oh man. So now I'm out of cash. Tuck's mad at me. It's hot. So we wait, and finally we leave, headed for the huge direction in Abbeville, Kansas. Well, we get outside of Lyman. And the guy that adjusted our tires on the front, he didn't do it right. Like, the it was off a little bit. 
So we're we're driving about 75 mile an hour, and this guy, this other trucker, pulls up beside us. And by this time, it's it's about dark, and this guy pulls up beside us, and he's waving out the window. And I wave back. I'm like, hey, what's up? And he's, no, he's, what? hey. <laughs> no, I've been He's got there. both hands. He's yeah. like, hey. I'm like, what? Oh, and he's pointing. No. And I thought he was pointing at the door. I'm like, yeah, let's rodeo, rope shaker, you know? And he's like, no, hey. And I look, and there are sparks, sparks. flying been off there. the front wheel. So I'm like, Ugh. tucked by, he's the sleeper because he didn't want to talk to me, you know? Hmm. So I'm like, pull over. I'm like, hey, Tuck. I think we got a problem. So we get out and both of our front tires are have no tread on them. I mean, Ooh. they're metal. I'm like, uh-oh. And so we decide <laughs> this is the trip from hell. We're we're gonna call the TA. Every trip was. It really was. So I tell Tuck, I'm like, let's just call the tire service at the TA at Lyman. And they'll come out and put two new tires on and we'll be able to haul ass. Because we wanted to be there in Abbeville on Thursday morning for the tent. You know, I don't know why, but anyhow, so we call the TA guy and they come out and they put two, uh, well, no, let me back it up a little bit. We call the TA guy to come put two new tires on and he's like, it would be a lot easier if you could get to Limp it into Lyman. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. Two tires down to the, to the rim. Yeah. So yeah, we're you're 20 gonna, miles from Lyman. And you're going to limp, limp it in. in. Okay. So I take off, and, you know, we're I'm limping at, like, 40 mile an hour because I'm like, well, if something happens, I'll be able to, to control it. Well, then all of a sudden, we don't get probably four miles closer to the truck stop, and kaboom, blow the front left tire off the tire. Well, in the meantime, the tire blows off the front, goes through the ditch, and lands in the other lane but by the time we got stopped we were probably half mile like i went skidding in the ditch uh in the meantime i didn't see the car going the opposite direction hit the tire and roll in the ditch okay no and i'm like oh crap i didn't see that at the time i did not know that i just caused another wreck so i called the ta guy back and i'm like i just blew it you're gonna have to come out here okay he's like all right so he comes out and puts two new tires on, and me and Tuck are feeling pretty good about it. And well, I was. Do you remember Tuck when you get get mad at me and you just get in the sleeper and not talk? Yeah, about every trip. <laughs> about every trip. So I tell Tuck, I'm like, man, don't be mad. I'm like, we got tires. Shoot, we're good to go. Well, I go to take off, and it looks like a scene out of a movie. Here come police officers from both ways. I mean, oh, no. I'm not rumping this story. Oh, I guarantee Like, they surround us like we're hauling a load of cocaine across the border. Like, you know, I'm like, oh, crap. So Tuck's in the back. Well, I don't want to. He was mad at me, so I'm like, I'm not going to tell Tuck quite what's going on. So I pull over, and there's cops in front and behind. And, you know, there's no windows in that sleeper. And Tuck's got the, the deal pulled shut. And I'm like, how's it going? They're like, step out of the vehicle. I'm like, uh-oh, <laughs> you know, so I get out, they pat me down, they take me back to this cop car while they were trying to maybe arrest me for leaving the scene of an accident from the from the tire that caused a wreck on the opposite side of the road, and I'm back there for quite a while, and they are looking around this truck, and I mean, 
there. They're going to run that DOT they, thing. They, they run the DOT and, like, seen that the, we weren't supposed to quite be there yet and that we'd been shut down. And, I mean, they are they are ready. They're pretty upset. <laughs> so I'm in the back of this car, and I'm like, man, look, I'm just – I'm just a country country boy, you know, we're hauling stock from ranch to ranch and I'm like, I'm, you know, and so I'm about to get out of it and they go, okay, well, is there anyone else with you? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, Tuck's in the sleeper. And they're like, who's Tuckness? Oh, no. I'm like, he's a friend of mine. They're like, yeah, there's somebody in the sleeper. We need to get him out. So they're, they're Were you con- sleeping this whole time or were you, were you uh, Tuck? Were you awake? Yeah, I was, I was pretty much in my own world. I was over trucking and, um, yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden here comes Tuck back to the cop car and I'm like, oh, dang it. So me and Tuck are both sitting in the back seat. I'm like, hi, hey, sorry, Tuck. And, uh, <laughs> I don't remember what the fine was on that, but it was a lot. It was a lot, but they finally, finally, they let us go and, we made it to Colby, Kansas and stayed at the Oasis on the plains in the sleeper. Yeah. And we missed the huge erection. Well, let me tell you a little bit on my part on that. So yeah, that was one of the worst trips of my life, but it was, <laughs> I look back on a scenario like that in my life and that could have been the best worst thing that happened to me because for one, it made me realize that I'm never going to get my CDL. And two, I was like, if I'm going to fight bulls, I'm going to put all my chips in this hat because I'm not going through this misery again. So that <clears throat> this horrible trip, you could say. Oh, it's not shaped, it's not over, Bone. There's more added to it. There's more? Well, oh, yeah. So, so we get to Colby, Kansas. First off, first off, we, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to stop. So this is funny because there's these – it's a thing in Kansas to watch, I guess, some really – kind of dumb shit like the huge erection no, and then no, like in we, pretty prairie kansas where they everybody gathers in the park in the rodeo and they launch an anvil straight up in the air and see how close they can get it to land to the launching point yeah and everybody's like Woo! no it's like yeah. we're shooting an anvil straight up in the air. no but the 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 huge erection in abbeville <laughs> was all the, the the farmers and ranchers and you all got together to to raise this tent gotcha it is a huge tent Okay. All right. Go ahead. Colby, Kansas. Go. Okay. So we get to Colby. We pull in there. We're going to get a few hours of shut eyes so we can make the final push to make the old tanner action. And well, uh, another mistake I made that I'll never do again is me and old rump, you know, sleepers are like a size of a twin size bed and rumps about the size of a queen size bed. So (laughs) mathematically speaking, it doesn't really work. One, two, you're trying to sleep on the same bed. And so we did the old uh, feet feet to head kind of ratio, and for my dumb butt, I chose the inside up against the wall. Well, <laughs> that I night I think you. Big Bear had a bit of a mm. maybe a sexual type dream, and this big son of a gun, he starts sinking his bear paws into my shoulders, and my head was stuck between the sidewall and the the bed. And I went to fighting for my life. And finally, I weaseled my way up enough, and I slapped the piss out of him before <laughs> anything got too out of hand. But that old boy was ready to get to that tent erection, I guess. <laughs> and I woke up the next morning. You know how sometimes as men we um, have... Your own tent? 
Yeah. So. Oh yeah. I woke up that morning, me and Tucker in that sleeper, and and uh, <laughs> I don't remember what he said. Something about. Well, we got to get to the bigger action, and I go look over here, Tuck. Have been one of myself this morning here, and, and he's yeah. like, "God Rump no!" And like ultimate he, trucker mode. He's got boots that have the toes blown out in them. He's got he's wearing windbreaker pants and a tight collar T-shirt with his trucker hat. And we're sitting there, and I realize we're not going to make tenor action. And I slapped Grump on the back, and I was like, "Dang it, buddy!" I said, "I'm gonna we're going to miss the old tenor action this year." And he said, "Yeah." He said, "That's all right." And he goes, I got a bit of erection going on myself. He stands up in his seat in his windbreaker pants. I'm like, how, what, what, what's even, you are some odd breed. I'm just friendly. I mean, we all. He's excited. Yeah, I was, I was happy to get to the Abbeville Rodeo. Well, at least he didn't, you know, yeah. do the Webster. No. Do what he no. did. You yeah, did the Webster. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah, we'll let Webster tell that story. No, we're not. That's not one for Rump Chat. This show, Tuck, <laughs> may be a little off color, but it's not off putting. That's right. So we don't, we, we're not tell. Here's the thing I will tell some of those stories if they ever say, hey, uh, the world is going to end tomorrow at four. There's a meteor and no one's going to live. I will say, all right, everybody, let's get together. I need to get some stuff off my chest. <laughs> Uh, go to confession. No, well, not. I mean, it's not bad stuff. It's have just, you ever confessed your sins to all the, the time? Lord? Have you ever? Oh yeah, opened it up <laughs> every morning. Every morning. Oh man, but, you know, Lord, my, I'm sorry. I don't I'm, even think. Lord, I'm sorry. I'm a crummy Jesus bastard. About that. But here's the thing: all my stuff really isn't that bad. Like it's just all. Mm. Mm. It's all little. Rump, I'm not even going to open up the door on them stories, so don't don't try to plead your case. I'm not pleading my case. But those of us who know you best? Uh, yeah. It's, well, you know, I'm a father now, and... Yeah. But we all have... All sinners have a past. That's scary. You know, all... What's that old saying? All Everybody has a past. Everybody has a future. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying anything. I definitely have all, a past. All saints have... Gosh, dang! How does that go? Everybody's got a past. I agree. And, but even you my know, stuff isn't that bad. It's just kind of funny. It's like, good stuff. Yeah, that's like what it, makes you. It's like this: how this trip helped form Tuck into the man he is today. Um, honest, oh, for honest, sure. Okay, here's another one. A lot of people don't know. Me and Tuckness fought bulls together one time. Yeah, how, I guess you could say that. How how was Jr. fighting bulls? I kicked Tuck? ass. So. So at the night rodeo, if you go to the night rodeo, just be prepared to, you might go there as a bullfighter or announcer or a barrel man or a bulldogger, but know that you're going to leave there probably doing three or four different events or personnel stuff. I mean, you might announce, you might pick up, you may load, whatever. So Big Bear with his background of, you know, being pretty versatile to everything in rodeo, you'd ask him. He fought bulls, I think it was two or three nights. And the one night I remember, uh, Moore used to have this bull. Uh, his number was 420. He's a big old high horn bramer. Mean. Touch, and, uh, tell how mean, mean that bull was. He was pretty mean. And, uh, well, we get done, the guy bucks off, and I pick and roll him, and he goes to the other side of the arena, and rump, he hollers at me. He goes, Tuck, bring him to the barrel. jump him. And I was like, all right. And so Big Bear, he's in his beat up straw hat, his insane insane clown posse t shirt. No, it wasn't I was in a short. long sleeve shirt. Well, it yeah, it was your long sleeve insane clown posse it shirt. It said 
It did say Insane Clown Posse on it. I was I know, go- I just said that. I was going through a really weird time in my life when when I did the Insane Clown Posse t-shirt. And uh, so I'm trying to get this bull to the barrel. And in the video, like, I'm getting him close. He's 20 feet, 30 feet, back and forth, back and forth. Big Bear, he's on the barrel. He's all jacked. And finally, in the video, you see Rump just get off the barrel. And I'm like, what the crap? So I go finish it, make a pass with him. They let the bull out. And I'm like, Rump, dude, what are you doing, man? We was setting him up. He's like, Tuck. I kind of got to thinking what I was really doing, and I had absolutely no idea what I was doing on that barrel, so I couldn't get go through with it. <laughs> I couldn't. I knew I was about to get the crap hooked out of me, and this is before Tuckness was bullfighter of the year. He was just a random guy, so I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know if I could trust Tuckness to help me not get the crap hooked out of me by this mean white bull. So that's that's why I did not jump. But later in life. You know, Dessa, Texas in 2015. Oh, yeah. I, you did. I manned up with Tuckness. He redeemed himself. And jumped a fighting bull off you, the barrel. You jump one in uh, Austin, too. Yeah, I'm really, yeah. I'm really good at jumping fighting you bulls. You used to be. Probably. No, I still got. Until Zebu got you down. Do you, Tuckness, honestly, being a bullfighter, yeah. who is the best bullfighting rodeo clown that you've ever met? Uh, Probably Troy Lerwell. Can we edit that part out? Nope. You think Lerwell's uh, a better bullfighter than me? Raw. I'll tell you what, Rump, you, you are pretty entertaining. That's for no, sure. No, no, not he, entertaining. Uh, I'm not talking about entertaining. Who? Was, I, I bet, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure Leon Coffey. I mean, are you talking about like right now or like guys? Right now. Okay, not that. The best rodeo clown bullfighter. Ter- okay. Who is a good bullfighter? Justin Rump. No, I bet Troy, Troy's pretty catty. And he's yeah. in great shape. Troy actually saved my life one year at uh, Fort Fort uh, Worth, believe it or not. I believe it. I totally believe it. I don't yeah. believe it. Yeah, he. I, all I seen coming by after my feet were over my head was the, the big yellow hat. <laughs> I was like, thank you, Troy. Uh, you so, know, I, hey, what about the time uh, at Nampa? Somebody got knocked oh, out. Oh, Corey Wall and Will O'Connell were fighting bulls. Oh, yeah. And you had to. St- <laughs> and what? And this is how it happened. I got to find video of that. I was looking for the that dare to be great situation. Every day, as in my job, I just want to be great. So Corey gets thrown into the stands, like into the stands, and Will O'Connell gets knocked out. So the guys in the arena, the bull's about to hook him. There's one uh, person left. Will Kimsey O'Connell. Oh yeah, Will Kimsey O'Connell. Hyphen <laughs> O'Connell. So. I was like, here's my chance to be great. And I went in there, and I made two rounds with this big, mean, head-hunting brindle bull from the birches. And after it was over, I was like, yeah, and I'm pumping up the crowd, and I'm going wild, and I look, and Will is laying there half dead, and Corey is limping out of the stands where he was thrown. But that's why I felt bad, because I was like, yeah, look at me. I'm badass. And everyone's like, Oh God, is Corey okay? Am I? Eh. <laughs> I made the sports news. Yeah, but you were like twenty feet away from the bull. No, I wasn't. I had my hand on his head. I've got a picture at my I house. I see it. Prove Tuck. it. Tuck, prove it. Tuck, tell him. Yeah, I think I think he did make a nice little pass. Believe it or not. Yeah, uh, him out even eat in his cowboy shit. boots. <laughs> I was in cowboy boots. I can move yeah. faster. 
I'm the El Grande Matador, which means the large matador. <laughs> uh, but you saw my moves with the Zebu. They were pretty outstanding. You got to admit that. Back to the old uh, some night rodeo yeah. stories. You said earlier about uh, didn't we have a car? And yes, we had the sound car. And uh, me and Jordo and Rump, we used to cruise that thing around town quite often. Erday. Rump usually picked up bums and that and cruising around town or whatever. But I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Dirty Works or not, but the, there's a line off there where the guy moons the people on the sidewalk. <laughs> Well, Jordan's driving, Rump's in the front, and I'm in the back, and Rump's like, hey, drive by the all these tourists over there, and I'll hang my butt out, and I'll moon them. Jordan's like, all right. So as he gets his pants pulled down and sticks his hind end out, all these tourists are there, Rump's hooting and hollering, Jordan just pulls over, stops, gets out of the car, and we go, oh, Big Bear was caught there with his pants at half mast. Yeah, they stopped the car right in front of, like, 40 people. <laughs> when you're mooning people, you're supposed to keep driving. Yeah. Um, but that – and I later got invited to not be in the sound car anymore. <laughs> you got kicked out of every job at the Cody Night Rodeo, probably. Uh, from, pretty close. For lewdness. No. Let's see. Yeah. There was there was the there was several ones where you know they invited me not to to come back and do it. But um, moving past those days, now Tuck, of course, um, a clown, and you're a bullfighter, and we're doing what we love. You, you got the NFR again up for bullfighter of the year. You again. got a beautiful, beautiful home. Um, and I know you're gonna hate this, but where are we right now with the love life? Ooh. Ooh, the love life. I knew this was coming. Is, yeah. there, so, is there a certain lady out there that maybe has the Tuck's attention? Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Well, we'll have to we'll there just you have, have it, wait folks. and see. There you have it. He, that is a single man's saying, I'm single. So, ladies, you know, let's, I'm like, I like let's to get call on Instagram. Wild horse. You know, you put the oats in the pan, I'll come in for a nibble, but you shut that gate, I'll jump in so you never see me again. So are you saying you're afraid of commitment? That's what Rump usually calls it. <laughs> yeah. Are you afraid of commitment? Like, okay, no, well, let me yeah, say but this is a This guy here. He's not scared of anything no, but he, commitment. He is, he's committed to his workout regime. He is committed to a healthy diet. He is very committed to the Lord. Yes. But so he's not afraid of commitment. He's, <laughs> he's one of the most committed people that I know. All right. But, okay, well, so, then, Tuckness, why don't you do this? Tell me what you're looking for in a in a lady. Ooh. Uh, looking for in a lady, I guess one that can put up with uh, my uh, rodeo addiction, uh, yeah. and hunting addiction, and gym addiction. Uh, better than heroin, though. Those addictions are better than heroin. It's true. A lot better. A lot better. So, yeah, stuff along them lines. I guess. Describe the perfect woman for you. Uh, perfect girl. Physically. That physically, oh. If they said, hey, uh, Tuck, you can build a woman for your wife, what would that build? 36, like 24, 36. What's that? So is this like going to the Build-A-Bear store? It's like Build-A-Bear. Okay, you build a woman. So no, no. Say, uh, <clears throat> Pretend that like you, it's Tuck and Rump, and you guys are in your bedroom. And you've got bras strapped around your head and you take like pictures from magazines and doll parts and you put it together and you put electrodes and then run a computer program 
and you want to build the perfect woman. Everyone well, in here is now stupider for listening. It's I, called I, Weird Science. It's a movie. Watch well, it. You know classic what? Classic 80s movie. Dumb my, shit. My cla- my, classic. My, my question is real, okay? Yours is about robots. So te- perfect perfect <laughs> not woman. not a robot. Perfect woman. What? Hambone, shut up. What's your perfect woman look like? Uh, I mean, good looking. Uh, what makes a woman good looking to you? Uh, Rump, you're getting a little deep on stuff, I guess. Uh, well, you were fighting. This is Rump Chat. This is raw, real stuff. And, and you were trying to this, skate around. Like, what do you see first in a woman? When, when you see a woman, do you notice her eyes first? Maybe her butt? Maybe her... her, her <laughs> Her. <laughs> did you just I, say whore? No, nah, I didn't mean to. Her, he did. Uh, her, he did. Her uh, center section? Her shoes? Are you a, a toe fetish kind of guy? Do you like toes? <laughs> no, no. I, I I'm a toe fetish person. Uh, I guess, I don't know, just uh, kind of out of the off the top would be a bit well, of a personality, which I mean... I, a lot of people probably say that, but, uh, I mean, for so, me, uh, they can get along with the people that I hang out with and, and be part of the crew. And then the rest is pretty much gravy. So you say personality. So if I say, Tuck, I've got this gal, she's got a great personality. Oh, <laughs> she's an ex softball player. <laughs> oh, well, right there. Would uh, you date a lady? Who... But she's got a great personality, though. Real sweet. Well, I, that's just the starter part of it. You know, you go to the personality a little bit. You got to be physically there. attracted to him. Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you're going to have a bit of a good look. Would you? you got to have a bit of a connection right there. So, would you date uh, a lady who couldn't safely ride in a canoe by herself? In a, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to hold it against her. She's a bit afraid of the water. No. <laughs> she's got a great personality, but could comfortably not ride in a canoe safely by herself. Well, then I'd probably just have to steer the canoe for her. No, you're not. That Now, that's chivalry right there. You, that's you, a pretty good answer. You're not. That's what shows that he's a way better human being than you and I. A canoe. <laughs> uh, never mind. It, the canoe, I, I, I won't canoe. name any names on this, but the, me and Big Bear, we had a rodeo to, uh, event after the NFR one year. And I did have a, a lady friend with me. This is, I don't know, four or five years ago now. And uh, Rump, honestly, I think fell more in love with her. I than wanted I them did. to be together. Yeah. She was beautiful. Like <laughs> when her and Tuck were together, it was like <laughs> the notebook on repeat. Oh, it was. Wow. And I'm like, Tuck, marry her. She's perfect. And Tuck's like, I just want to fight bulls. <laughs> Well, I guess. Have you ever got a kiss? I'm married to my job, Hambone. Have you ever got a kiss from a bull? Uh, Actually, yeah, I did. (laughs) I I, I kissed a bull at the Oklahoma City Bull Oh, you did? I forgot. I was there. God. Number 10 fight bull. So would it be weird if I put on my Instagram, like, if you'd like to, uh, can we promote this on Rump Chat that, yeah. Oh, we, for a giveaway for one of our deals. Uh, if you are a young eligible bachelorette, if you win, you get a blind date with Dusty Tugness. There we go. Uh, w- wait a minute. Yeah, uh, no, that's a good back, prize. Back up for a second, because Rump, the last time we did this, quote unquote, Tuck has to have a girlfriend by Rosenberg October. I remember uh, that. I don't. 
you owe I owe you a thousand dollars, and you and Boyd just decided to take this thing and run with it. Yeah. When I absolutely <laughs> had no idea what was going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Can, can we can exactly. we do that? Can we give away a prize package if you would yeah. like? If uh, you would a blind like to date with the uh, most eligible you, bachelor in pro rodeo, and if you come a blind up, date uh, with Tuck at Rump's rodeo party at the Orleans during the NFR one night, there you go. Yeah, and there you I go. will comp your dinner at Prime Rib Loft or TGI Fridays or Fuddruckers or any of so the. So are you? Are you? I want you to personally comp it though. I don't want Boyd Gaming to comp it. I, I have want Justin Rumford to pull money out of his yeah. pocket. We want to see the Justin Rumford card. I tell you exactly. what, I will do that. I. For everybody out there listening, I will do that. I will buy Dusty Tuckness and a date dinner <laughs> at the Orleans if we can do a prize package uh, for a free date with Dusty Tuckness. But and <clears throat> we're not discriminating here at all. So it could be a bachelor or a bachelorette. No, no. That's- <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Back it up. Boy. Back it up. You stepped out your lane. Nah. <laughs> but seriously, can it, would you do that? Would you go on a date during the NFR if I paid? Yeah, for he it? said he would. He, he, so he, you will do that. Meet up at Rump's Rodeo uh, Bash after party. After yeah. party at the Orleans. Yep, Boyd mm-hmm. Gaming property, and uh, meet up and spend some time. There you go. Maybe there it it'll is. maybe bring some people to your show, Rump. You know what you I'm going to do is while well, they're on a date, I'm going to sit in the corner. Just watch. This will be good. I, you that be do cool? that anyways, Rump. You're that creepy, <laughs> kind of creepy good friend. I would love to hear. I never thought a couple years ago at the National Finals Rodeo that I would have a date with one of the bullfighters. <laughs> now here I am about to marry my best friend. Dusty oh, Lord. Tuckness. What if it did work out? What if it, like, you know, some beautiful, sweet, every, and it's, do you think that he'd finally commit? I think he would. I think, you know, here's the thing, Hambone. If it actually worked, Rump would never, uh, never let me live it down. I want it. That no, he that he, he made it happen, right? Yeah, yeah. He still never. The one time he beat me in putt putt, and the one time he beat me in Jenga, it's like he created both games. When I beat the, here's the best couple of the best times of my life. One when I got married. Two when I had kids. Three. Uh, when I found 24-ounce beers, um, <laughs> four when I got my CDL, and five is when I beat Tuck and Putt-Putt. It was the best feeling in the Lord, in the Lord, in the world. A lot of people don't realize this. Tuckness is good at everything. Yeah, natural. Everything. He's a natural. And when I beat him in Putt-Putt, there was a lot of people there. Except committing to a win. I took my shirt <laughs> off. I'm like, I did it! I did it! I mean... I was, was this in Casper? No, it was at Cody, and I was so oh. humble about it. And I sent out a group text talking about how good it felt to beat Tuckness. And <laughs> hey, Rump, how'd the putt putt game go in Casper that one year? Um, that's when you got the Hunter yeah, Care haircut. Uh, that yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I was humble enough to let Bridget win. Like. Ooh. But mm, that. Yeah, Bridget did put the smackdown on God, you. God, it felt good. It felt so good to beat Tuckness in something. Because every and when I say Tuckness is good at everything, I mean anything like dumb games. You go to the arcade, he's gonna win skee ball. You know, you know at the at carnivals when they have the misshaped basketball goal that it's almost impossible. Tuck can sink him. Jenga. He's a master. Beat me in Monopoly once. Pretty good with a slingshot. I mean, <laughs> Tuckness can do it all. Okay, and so that's why it felt so good to beat him, to let him know that 
that I am, I, I can still best him in, in some things. Well, well, you know, I, I hope this works out and I hope that Tuck finds it in his heart to commit to a woman and maybe it might be you out there, but what you have to do is go to profantasyrodeo.com, sign up and enter the rump chat league. Can we call pro fantasy rodeo today and add that to our prize package? Yes, we will call. Yeah. We'll call you him. can't do that because. Most of the people in your league are dudes, and that ain't happening. Oh, no, 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 no. There's lot a lot of ladies. ladies. A lot of ladies. I know a lot of ladies. My sister is one of them. I, uh, Whit, Whitney. The you, Whitfield's one out, but you can't ha- go on a date with my wife. Sorry. No, if she wins the prize package. Oh, that's yeah, true. That's, that's true. true. And, um, hey, speaking of, speaking of uh, Whitney, congrats on the, the new little Hawkeye. Ah, thanks, brother. We appreciate yeah. that. He can't was wait like, for you to meet him. He was on Rump Chat. Yeah, we need to have him come back out and be on again. It's so damn cute. Uh, maybe you could have a baby someday, Tuck. If you commit to a woman. Very true. You guys you guys make a lot of valid points. You would be a great father, Tuck. He you would, would be oh, a yeah. great father. He's kind of helped raise me f- since 2005. He has raised you. And like, you know, Tuck, this is It takes th- a village to raise you. You know what he, like, Tuck will sometimes set me down and go, hey, man, let's talk for real. That's what your true friends do because, yeah, I've had to do that myself <laughs> a couple times. <laughs> Except it, I'm more like... Hey, you listen here, you stupid son of a... Yeah, you you never start off friendly. <laughs> Poor old Gus is going to have his ass chewed a lot. Oh, it's I, I'd like to think so, but, you know, now that he cries, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. Uh, so, anyhow, Where what is a, Gus? Is he smoking a cigarette again? What a great, great time with Tuckness. We're going to get him a girlfriend, and, and I think... See, see, here we go. Now Rump's going to... Take this story and put his own little twist on it. There's no talent. If Tuck, if Tuck doesn't have a, a a steady girlfriend by Rodeo Houston, there it is. There it goes get, again. That gives will, him all of Fort Worth. Well, Fort Worth is shorter this year, so you're going to have to step up your game. <laughs> That's right. I was going to say I'll actually have some time to to live a little bit in Fort Worth this year. I'm looking, I'm kind of excited about it. Yeah, but they just opened the new Dickies Arena yeah. uh, the other day, and yeah. that's going to be cool. Tuck that's this, a beautiful building. He hasn't had a Kudos girlfriend to Fort Worth. forever, so he's got tons of money. He's got a beautiful <laughs> home. He's got a nice pickup. He's got abs better than Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, can you send me a picture of your abs, or would that be weird? <laughs> That'd be a little weird. That's, that's weird. He, he does have a lot of pictures of you. Pictures. He has a lot of pictures of you and oh. in, in your anatomy. I send. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why? Why is it all Tuck? All of his Rump's friends have seen his anatomy more than we don't even ask, and he just there it is. You remember when I took that picture of my butt on Snapchat and put a Santa Claus hat on it, <laughs> and then put an H on one butt cheek, and that was it. And yeah. then underneath yeah, it I said guess. "ho ho ho," but the first was just an H, and then. <laughs> <laughs> the was the O. <laughs> that's so that, that was great. Well, I do that just to keep my friend. Like, it's just, I'm, you know, uh, laughter truly is the best medicine. It is. And I do, really is. That's why I do dumb stuff because I just want to make people happy. And if that is having to take a picture of my butt with a Santa Claus hat on, it's a chance I'm willing to take. If it's, it's a picture of me and my. You know, anybody else, it'd be weird. But you, it's just like, hey, that's a good one. There's, there's Rump's butt as Santa Claus. Yeah, I, I know, think I put a I, cigarette in Santa Claus's I've known mouth. I know that butthole from anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, awesome. it stands out. Well, all right, bud. Well, we're uh, 
We're going to jump off here, but uh, we appreciate your time. Uh, I'm sure you got a workout to go hammer out. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll see it on Snapchat and Instagram. Uh, yeah, remember, Tuck, <laughs> if you don't snap it, it didn't happen. <laughs> That's true. Tuck's That's actually going to – ladies, if you want to meet Tuck this on the way to Vegas, he will be jogging down I-40 <laughs> all with the a, way. With a backpack full of bricks He's and gonna, weights on his ankles. Tuck's actually going to jog from – next week. He's going to jog from Oklahoma City to Kingman, Arizona, so you might see him along the interstate. So he'll stop in Flagstaff, Arizona to do some setups. But besides that, Dusty Tuckness, Bullfighter of the Year, NFR Bullfighter, PBR Bullfighter, and great friend to many people. Thank you for coming on, Tuck. We love you. Yep. We are looking forward to the prize package of your date. It's going to be great. All right, bud. Take care. Thanks, Tuck. Yeah, thanks, guys. Later. Oh, Tuck. Tuck, Tuck, Tuck. So we, we are going to do that today. Today is the day we are going to update the prize package. ProFantasyRodeo.com. Win a chance for a free blind date with Dusty Tuckness. <laughs> I love it. Oh, so uh, we just uh, want to thank uh, Gold Buckle Beer. We want to thank Logan Coach Studios right here. And uh, parked here at Weatherford, Texas. Thanks to Boyd Gaming. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you all very soon. Rump shad. There it is. <laughs> oh. Breaker 1-9. This here's a rubber duck. A song you for Dusty Tuckness. You will never get his CD. Oh, Thanks yeah. for stopping by, everybody. For sure, for sure. By golly, it's see you later. To flag town. Come on. Come on. Come yeah, on. it's a big 10 for there, Big Benny. Yeah, we definitely got the front door, good buddy. Mercy sakes alive, looks like we got us a convoy. It was the dark of the moon on the 6th of June in a Kenworth pulling logs. Cab over Pete with a reefer on and a Jimmy hauling hogs. We is heading for bear on I-10, about a mile out of shaky town. I says, pig pen, this here's a rubber duck, and I'm about to put the hammer down. Cause we are little